percent of the parts of Plateau State have urged the state. Current political news around you, critically analyzed and brutally discussed to keep you informed. Politics and how leaders have no, been. No, I said they should show. I'm coming. I say I didn't. They say don't that. have. They don't have. Okay, which I know they will not show you okay. because they don't. Have. There is anthropological incline that is conjured with a lot of religion and social classes that is causing all of this. But I will say this clearly: politics or politicians in code takes advantage of the situation. But it is join Ponsak Fanup and Gilbert Joseph on Nigeria at Sunset weekdays 5 to 6 p.m. on J11.9 FM as we discuss political issues that affect that our affect daily lives. lives. Good evening to you and welcome to the program Nigeria at Sunset on J101.9 here in Joss. My name is Ponsak Fanab. It's a beautiful Monday evening, 28th of November 2022. Uh, Gilbert Joseph is here. Good evening and how's your day today? It was good. Ponsak, a warm evening to you. Um, this is hoping that you've had an awesome experience on your Monday. I did. Yeah, good. I mean, uh, I have this very close uh, buddy of mine that anytime I visit him, I just... I told him that, okay, I'm not, this is a personal stuff, but uh, I almost came to the program late, <laughs> you know, just because I was sleeping. I was having a nice time. Mm-hmm. You know, afternoon siesta is my uh, is my thing. I, I will never outgrow it, you know. I think that the more I age, the more I'm in, uh, going to increase the number of hours that I sleep. Uh, you know, because it's very funny. You know, you age, you become like a baby, but some people, they age, and that is when they use their energy more and more, you know. Uh, you have to take things slow. <laughs> you never can underemphasize the importance of having a nice rest. Um, yeah. It's really critical health-wise, mm-hmm. and even to find yourself in a right frame of mind. I think you need to sleep optimally. Um, as soon as you spoke about that, I just remembered my friend, my good friend, Udida Ernest. Um, we have had some back and forth regarding sleep siesta with him you know he he knows when to call me to place a call across and then to find um them actually taking a nap or siesta as the case may be and he knows when not to but he's really good with those guesses i think that's just what um this reminds me but it's really important mm-hmm. you never can speak less or enough of taking rest it's good yeah what stories have you been following gilbert Oh, Pansak, um, Mole has been sworn in. Yeah, absolutely. And lots of developments surrounding the man. You know, but one thing that I got to understand yesterday is the fact that he may never get to join the G5 governors. Um, no, he's not. You know, he, I mean, he's not. Uh, clearly, he's absolutely, not. Absolutely, absolutely. He's, he's not going to join because of his uh, Affinity, friendship yeah, with Atiku. Yeah. You know, he's and not then, going to join. You know? Yeah, and Ayu, and Ayu himself. But the question, Gilbert, that I have is that why is it that I mean, this reminds me exactly what happened. Uh, in fact, how things are going right now, I, I think I can predict, you know, uh, what's going to happen politically. Governor Lalong, in July of 2015, when he assumed office, do you know the first thing that Lalong did? He fired all of their local government chairmen. Yeah. All of them. Yeah. All of their councillors. I remember that. I mean, so the first thing that they always do is give people breakfast, you know, like we say in this. <laughs> It's just to fire, 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 fast. And he even but, fired, this one even fired, you know, some monarchs. <laughs> yeah, yeah, two monarchs. Fire. Two monarchs were involved. And uh, But for the local government chairmanship, I don't know how we'd want to look at it. It appears that the courts gave him a backing, right? So uh, no, he appears to be different. of the local government election. Yes, yes. So it, it, looks like, it looks like he has some, um, some favor from the judiciary and... Um, he just did something that was legitimate, probably. But let's see. For sure, they're going to appeal that. You but can the, always guess. But the illegitimate, illegitimate thing is that do not suck uh, duly elected local government, you know, chairman. How, how, 
how were the processes that brought them? Well, uh, an APC swipe, you know, uh, everything. Same in October Typical of our local government yeah. elections in Nigeria. Same thing in 2013, you know, when the election, gov- local government election was conducted in Plateau <laughs> State. And then uh, some of the chairmen, you know, they still have all that anger, you know, against Lalong. And so they have... <laughs> told him that they've rolled up their sleeves they've told along that Zamugani, waiting for him you know like Zamugani <laughs> were going to see it at the poll because he sacked them they were not even up to 15 months i think it was on their 15th month that uh they received that sack letter that you have to go home uh, democracy can't grow unfortunately um with these sorts of developments and the biggest challenge is that is the poor people at the grassroots level that get shortchanged because that's the closest uh, tier of government to the people and it tells you that uh growth and development exemplifies what we find in our local government levels it's that simple it's that simple if people can't even pay salaries they can't control the resources now even with the whole um new lift or new phase that the president has been able to grant local government their autonomy financial autonomy to speak you know and then they still can't exercise that because somehow the executives find a way of getting involved in the affairs of local governments then it tells you that we're a long long way afar off for me, if, even if governors want to show respect, I think that because rigging election, people do it, you know, rural communities. Uh, taking for granted people, they do it with local government, you know. Uh, that's a government that's supposed to be very close, you know, to the people. So it shows that Nigerian governors don't really respect local government because... Okay, even the healthcare system, it is designed, you know, from the local government. True. You find primary healthcare True. facilities. And that's the local. key level. Absolutely. That's the key that level. is where people get mm-hmm. first, like, cure. Absolutely. Of, or they get treatment. Absolutely. That is it's where they're closest receive. to the people. Absolutely. But mm-hmm. you don't find, you know, funding primary healthcare. In fact, in some PACs, they don't even have a nurse. That's how bad, you know, things are. They don't even have a nurse. Uh, what they have is community health extension workers. And they neither have uh, the medication mm-hmm. that ill individuals need. Absolutely needs, true. You know, so. so it's, uh, for me, well, it's up to the people. If they think that gov- governors should continue this rascality, executive rascality, then uh, I don't think we're going to make any headway. Well, what stories again? Uh, I don't know. The well, detention of Aminu. Adamu Mohammed, the student, uh, yes, the final year student of environmental science and toxicology. We, we I think it's unfair school, what the first lady has done in that regard. The school has confirmed. And, Federal yes, University do say. Yes, yes, it's unfair what they have done, and to think that she's a mother, right, and could have easily handled this no, as I, a mother. Even if let's assume this guy, a 23 year old, exercised some youthful exuberance, what are you expected to do for somebody at that high level? Right, she descends so high, so hard. This is not the issue of being a mother. She's not. She, I'm sorry to say, but I have my mother at home. She's the wife of Mr. Preston. She's daughter to uh, her, her children. She's a mother to her, you know her kids, her, her children. We should take this. We mix. We've colorated democracy in Nigeria with a lot of you know uh, things that hasn't helped us to even help people accountable. They will tell you that, why will you take this old person to uh, EFCCO when the old person was stealing our money? He didn't remember that he was an old person. No, don't. I I'm, I beg to differ. She's the wife of President Muhammad Buhari. She's the mother to Zahara Buhari. She's not, I have my mother at home. I love my mother. And I'm not going to look at any other woman to say, this is my mother. Even uh, under any guise. You know, I'm I'm saying this in fact because it hasn't helped anybody. Now, Bosak, I understand the perspective from which you're coming. Is I understand it, that. Is, is this even how to discipline your child? Okay, good. So that's the exemplary template I wanted for us to look at. So she's Do not get? so good. Yeah. No, it, it's not in the literal sense. It's not in the literal sense. All right, but, all right. uh, and you do know that, of course, we have this filial way of addressing leaders. Mr. President, for, for example, we can say he's the father of the nation, no, right? No. And mathematically, or do I say this logically, uh, the first lady is the mother of the nation. And I think this You're is something that... you that the APC said that there's nothing like uh, office of the first lady when they were campaigning. <laughs> That's what they said. <laughs> I mean, they said that uh, it's not con- recognized by the constitution and what we have is wife of the president, wife of the vice president. You know, we're making 
too many people unnecessarily powerful, you know, by how we address them, is a democracy. If you can't do it, the people will come on the street and demand you to get out. That is how societies work. That's how democracies work. Uh, well, isn't maybe people should spend time to think about democracy and look at you know other uh, societies that are democratic. Singapore, for example, uh, we're together with them in the sixties. Yeah. Indonesia, yeah, we're together with them. Uh, and how they Brazil, we're together with them. Uh, how they go? How they got uh, away? Let in, me ask in that in the speech of the light. Yeah. If it was Nigeria. Do you think Lula could have won uh, Jaibo Solnaro to become, you know, Honestly president? not. Honestly not. But this is the second time Honestly she's coming. Honestly not. True. So that's how democracies True. work. It's not, uh, you know, about this. And look at that fractional margin. Of course. Yeah, uh, Bojibo, so, Jibo, mm. you know, that kind of, <laughs> I don't know. We're going to play this answer from Femi, uh, Femi Adeshna, media assistant to President Muhammad Obari, saying, Nigerians have always wanted to, Jakpa, Jakpa is leaf. Even before the coming of President Muhammad Obari, when we come back, we have three guests. We're going to have a two-pronged conversation this evening. And we hope you, of course, you're going to always enjoy our conversation. Stay here. And then a lot of work. And then maybe a little appreciation from the populace. So by the time you are winding down, you can't wait to go. <laughs> no, it's not a matter of hurrying out. It's a matter of constitutional limitation. He has maximum of eight years he can spend. He has spent seven years. Well, uh, your question is, do I feel fulfilled? At the personal level, I'll say yes. Because um, how many journalists, how many editors do we have in Nigeria? Many hundreds. If you are asked out of that lot to come and serve your country, to come and serve the president of that country, you can only be thankful to God. And then you have done it for seven and a half years. You can also only be thankful to God and maybe to your principal who also appointed you and has reserved confidence in you up to this time. So... Uh, I feel good. No, I, I knew it was not a Tea Party. Um, I, I remember I wrote a piece two weeks ago in which I recalled the moment I was quitting my job to come and serve in government. That very morning I woke up and I started to cry because I, I didn't know what I was going in for. I had never been in government and I didn't know what I was going to meet. I didn't want government, but I wanted to serve Muhammadu Buhari. That was why I came, but I wasn't sure what I was going to meet. Seven and a half years down the line, I'm glad I worked with it. One thing we need to understand and appreciate is that there is no single president that will solve the problems of a country, all the problems of a country. It has never happened before. It will never happen anywhere in the world that a president will come or an administration will come and solve all the problems. No, that president... And he, the administration he leads will do their bit and hand over to another administration that will continue. Well, there will always be criticisms, particularly in a country like this. You change the Naira, they criticize. You don't change, they criticize. You have electoral law, they criticize. You don't have, they criticize. Anything in this country will be criticized. So, um, criticisms, particularly if they are virulent and negative, should not bother us. What should matter to us is what we are doing and a concentration on that thing and making sure that we make With every administration, it's always like that. No doubt about it. A safer country, no doubt about it. When it came in 2015, you couldn't be sure that Nigeria will exist in the next one month. As of 2015, what was happening was that nobody could confidently say that Nigeria will still be on the map of the world the following week, the following month, or the following year. But we saw that he came and he took the battle to the insurgents. When he came, insurgency was the main thing. And he took the battle to them. Then he became hydra-headed. Banditry joined, kidnapping for ransom joined, cultism joined, separatist agitation joined. How, how many challenges can one administration really, really confront? That's the, that's the issue with the Buhari administration. It was from day one till now, it was one challenge, from one challenge to the other. No, but we also see some calm in the country now. You can compare what we have today with what we had six months ago, one year ago, and in another six months. Six months is enough time to finish what's on ground. 
and it's not unlike security will always be a continuum in a country america still has to be allowed to security other countries of the world still have to be allowed to security you will never get to a time you will sit back and say we are all sound safe and secure no need to be at the alert again no you will never get Well, glad you're still here. The program is Nigeria at Sunset on J101.9. Herangels, my name is Ponsak Fenaf. And my name is Gilbert Joseph. Yeah, just heard from Femi Adishna there saying uh, what he has to say. We have three guests. Prince Valentine Adessa, of course, the usual, usual. Uh, and our, the great friend of the house, Prince Valentine Adessa, publisher of reality newspapers. Good evening. Thank you very much for coming. Thank you for having me, Ponsat, and uh, my G. <laughs> Good evening, Prince. Yes, but before we even hit up, I, I want to send the message of your mother in, uh, what is this hospital here? Jankwano. Okay. Yeah, when I went for my eyes checkup and other things, she told me, do you know Ponsat is my son? Oh, you met my mother today. Yeah, interesting. And she didn't. Uh, today we talk on phone. She didn't yeah, even. Tell I refuse me. to tell you because okay. I, I know I'll meet him. <laughs> <laughs> okay, okay, great. I'm happy that you did meet my mother today. Well, Mrs. Sarah Penab. Okay, uh, she's here uh, on behalf of NAM. Uh, NAM is National Association of Nigerian Nurses and Midwives. Thank you very much for coming and good evening. Good evening. Good evening. Yeah, well, and then we have the Secretary of NAM uh, Youth Branch, Comrade Tumbalson Hosea Fuangtu, Chief Nursing Officer. Good evening and thank you very much for coming, sir. Good evening, sir. It's good to have you guys. Well, uh, I'm thankful that Prince Valentine talked about you know, mm-hmm. in such a humbling way. But thank you anyway. Uh, this week is going to be Nurses Week. And nurses play a very important role in society. Uh, the Youth Branch, I mean... Uh, the Federal Health Institution Jude Branch will observe its own week this week. And theme for the week, Nurses, a Voice to Lead, Invest in Nursing and Respect Rights to Secure Global Health, a uh, series of activities. So we're going to have conversation you know, around that uh, area and look at how uh, that is going to be impactful to society. I'll begin with Comrade Tumbalson. Um, Talk to us about the idea behind, you know, this, uh, I think the theme is Jampak, nurses, a voice to lead, invest in nursing and respect rights to secure global health. Obviously, in Nigeria right now, we have deficit in nurses. I was reading latest statistics and data. They said doctors right now, according to uh, National Association of Resident Doctors, that one doctor ratio 10,000 patients because of the over 10,000 doctors that have left, you know, Nigeria. Uh, talk to us about the idea behind this theme. Well, good evening, listeners of JFM. Uh, thank you very much for this question. Uh, permit me to start by giving you a background yeah. as to the origin of the week. The International Nurses Week celebration is a global event celebrated annually, uh, primarily to mark the birth of Florence Nightingale, the mother of modern nursing. Uh, Every year, the International Council of Nurses, members come together and come up with a theme for the celebration. This year's celebration is under the theme you've already stated, It is aimed at drawing attention to the problems bedeviling the nursing profession and the health sector generally. Um, This is as a cry to let the world know that there is a growing need for individuals, government, to invest in the nursing profession to help educate nurses. If you say investment, you know, where, what kind of investment are we looking at uh, right now? Is it uh, uh, making sure that nursing school, we have enough nursing school, nursing colleges, or we have, you know, nursing uh, 
University of Jos, I mean, it was now up to 15 years that they had their, you know, nursing department at the undergraduate level. Are you talking about things like that or those already practicing their, like your humble self, you know, what kind of investment so that maybe policymakers are listening and uh, they can bring policy that is going to be very impactful positively to society? All right, thank you very much. Um, investment in nursing here means policymakers, individuals, well-meaning individuals, government at all levels are expected to, one, invest in education as far as nursing is concerned, two, invest in equipment in hospitals, three, invest in increasing the manpower available to all uh, the tiers of healthcare provision. And uh, the other aspect is investing in uh, uh, products, nurses, or equipment, uh, institutions, structures that nurses need to provide their care to individuals or the community. These are some of the areas nurses are crying out for government at all levels globally to invest in. Okay. Well, uh, let me come to uh, Mrs. Uh, Sarah, or Comrade Sarah Penap. Uh, talk to us, you know, about the theme of uh, this year, nurses' a voice to lead, you know. What was the ideation process uh, behind that? And it's interesting to know that the nursing week is commemorate the birth of uh, Floris Nightingale. Uh, yeah, So is, that is an interesting fact to know. Go ahead. The team focused on the need to invest in nursing and respect right of nurses to build resilient, high-quality health system to meet the need of individuals, communities, now and in future. All right. Uh, well, very, very uh, interesting there. Well, uh, let's switch. Let's come to Prince Valentine. Let's talk, you know, some politics. There's a group a group, you know, has uh, sprung up. Uh, we saw a statement earlier today. Uh, that statement was signed by Comrade Nambut. Yes, Nambut, Nambut Pedro. Pedro yeah. uh, Talk to us about that. He said those, the integrity group, I mean, he said they are fighting for He's, the soul of the By PDP. the way, Pedro, Mr. Pedro <laughs> is um, the coordinator of the North Central youth Integrant, Integrity Youth Wing. Of, yeah, 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 of, yeah. Okay. Yeah, so yeah. Before we dive into those <laughs> shots, yeah, uh, let me talk a little about the North. Okay. Mm, okay. Because it's a body that I respect so much. Oh, yeah. Everybody. Uh, they well. administer your drug. They do a lot of things mm. in the hospital. But uh, you know that uh, a lot of these nurses have been able to upgrade themselves. Mm-hmm. But the same federal government is agree with them. Why they should even upgrade themselves? That thing gives me a lot of co- concern. You also talked about the strength of uh, each institution now in terms of nurses. Ponsat, will you know that um, we are not talking about the death rates, we are not talking about transfer, we are not talking about those who have left the country, among other, and yet the state, the federal, even local people who manage the, the nurses we are talking about are yet to give you know, total concern on the level at which nurses are. That is very dangerous. Now that they are celebrating their week, I, I anticipate a situation where they will open up so that journalists will know exactly where these problems lie. Is it their own fault? Is it that they don't, don't negotiate very well? Take example, if you go out of this country, like uh, the, the, the Middle East and the rest, you look at how nurses are taking us, you know, the, the way they respect them. And is, are we having those same kind of respects here? What are those things that we are missing? I will urge them that uh, as they go on to celebrate, you know, their week, they should make society, they should make the world understand their plight. It is yes, it is especially a, in plant state. Yeah, especially now that I know that to live in Nigeria is a case to be to be alive for the next twenty four hours is a miracle. So for them to celebrate, I, I think I join them in that celebration because it's not easy to be there. Let's go back to your question here. Yeah, well, <laughs> what do you yeah. think of? <laughs> You see, <laughs> the, 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 the political divides on the plateau brings past memories. 
I agree. Yes, and it makes you understand that uh, people are still riding on others. You agree with me that uh, Baba was in AD, and most of those people who were with him in AD finally came into the world. If you say Baba, who? Baba Jam. ANPP. Go AD. You know, everyone was when he was even angry. Yeah, so, but let's follow I mean, but he was part of the founding members of the Of the PDP. Yeah. Before anger came, and the rest, and the rest. Now, let's throw that history down. You understand that he's. Coming in back into the PDP brought a lot of coloration. And finally, when he, when he won as the governor of uh, Plateau State, uh, within that eight years, uh, despite uh, the criticisms, the, I was part of it anyway. <laughs> despite the criticisms and the rest, he performed, right? And because of his performance, the rate at which people have loyalty to the PDP in terms of governorship or rulership of different capacity, you understand me? Mm. Hits the space strongly. Now, talking about this integrity group, the question is, if you look at their press statement, you will understand that they are totally angry with the way the Babajang had been used. There was a press conference, there were, I mean, a press release also from Clinton. Which he There's wrote, a media addressing, consultant to yes Bajan. to Bajan, addressing the fault lines, and when he said you cannot blackmail Baba to the people of Plateau State because he stands with the people of Plateau State, and that had not been refuted. Now, if you merge it with what the integrity group is actually bringing, the youth wing, yeah. yeah, the youth wing of the integrity group is where does this problem lie? They are calling on those people to focus on the problem and not the people. Where does the problem lie? It's within the party. And what is the problem? The designation of the national uh, chairman, because he promised to do so. Now the question will now also be, do we allow him to stay after promises? Now we also look at the constitution of the party. I mean, it's, it's very which, clear. Which, which, uh, which hammers on rotation. Which talks about bringing inclusiveness bringing total respect to the party as we speak. That has not been respected. And these are the things the, 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 the group actually highlighted. Now, the one other one is this, which is very, very important, is that the man whom they rolled this campaign around is Yaakwande, Ambassador Yaakwande. Now, his son is in PRP. He, Contestant senator. He is in PDP, APC. Suddenly, he came into the PDP. And as we speak... Those people who are trying to bring in Babajan to either rescind his position or take a new position with them, they rally around the Yakwande. And two days ago, I was trying to ask the chairman of the party, when That's did Chris you ratify the coming in of Yakwande to the PDP? Is it because his friend, the article, who is the candidate of the party, you know, is still in PDP? Then they look at the look at one, one other paragraph the integrity group raised. That paragraph is about the movement of article. So the question is, are we also sure from what they are saying that if article also lose this very presidential election, will he not go to another party? So the issue of integrity is part of that is why they call themselves integrity. They are looking at the integrity. Involved in each of those, uh, 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 what I call it, the lacunas they are observing. But it seems they don't disagree. I mean, they all agree that, okay, each and every one of us who are working for the party. Yeah. But the bone of contention is, you must step down. Yes, that's what I said. But again, you know. That is the issue. Some of them, some, some PDP members have argued that, look, if you step down, yes. it's going to affect the fortunes <laughs> of the party. Because we are going to call a fresh national convention and we have a campaign to run. Who is going to have the time, you know, for uh, all of these processes, you know, again? Uh, people who are even greater than that, who are in the Senate, they resign their position because of issues. Just to make the party united and move. The PDP is a family. If because for some, for some PDP if members... If he resigns, for, the constitution says because he has resigned, then a new primary will take place? No! For some PDP member, uh, members right yeah. now, they are looking at 
uh, weakest cam, you know, as a clock in progress. And the weakest cam are looking at, you know, the uh, others, you know, as clogging the wheel of progress. It's very confusing to an ordinary uh, PDP member who doesn't understand the issue. Yeah. For him, is he just won his party, you know, everything should be uh, all right. right. And for him are, to go and vote. That's why we are in the media. The media is, a, is an arm to give information. Let me tell you here. Whether you like it or not, the votes in River State, they are key in deciding who becomes the president. Likewise in every place now, across if Nigeria. You, if you now multiply it with those of the other four governors, is this something you can ignore? No. If Atiku can do the same to Jonathan, then you should know that those governors are very relevant as at this time that we speak when we talk about elections. So take it or leave it. This integrity group also are youths. And the, the, the candidate of, for governorship in Plateau State should also take them very serious. Because what we are saying here, the 2023 election will be determined by the votes of the youths. And they are going to take it from the way they are moving. I don't want to call other political parties, but the way they are moving, it shows that they are ready to come out on that election day, guide their votes, follow their votes to wherever it will go. All right. But from your assessment, yeah. Atiku Abubakar, who should be the sole beneficiary of the unity of the People's Democratic Party, Genuinely, from the intelligence you do know or you receive from the PDP, has he been critically involved in the reconciliation process to warrant that um, there would be a lasting solution to the problem? Do you think he has played a huge role or he has said, no, this has to end today and I'm you know, coming all out to urge you all, everybody shield you? Are you impressed by his efforts? I'm not. But you know, it's his trademark. We are students of history. We know that in 1993... He played the same game against Abiola. You understand? When it came to Obasanjo, he sold Obasanjo out to say Obasanjo is intending to come for a third term. Obasanjo lose <laughs> a lot of grounds. And you recall, Obasanjo said, I have to kneel down to, to appease uh, Atiko. There are series and there are histories. We are talking about Plateau State here. Why is it that the leadership of Plateau is also divided? Why has he not come to address and say, look, I am not giving any group, you understand, my attention. I am following only the leadership of the PDP on the plateau. That is key. But he has not. But one good person that had come is Okoa. Okoa came and I felt these issues must have been you know, made to rest because of the way he spoke and the gathering. If you look at people, are, you know, within that day he came to, is it... Uh, uh, commission, you know, the office. Campaign office. Yes. You will recall that we were thinking these whole issues are over until we started seeing press statements flying left and right. So I think he cannot have, he has uh, media people, he has people who are working with him within the, the media circle. They should have told him or they would have told him that this is what's coming out from the plateau. So talking about the uh, G5 or the 5G, <laughs> in, in terms of you understand Baba is always in a G you understand right from the days of Abacha <laughs> well, let, 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 let me come to the uh, nurses uh, Comrade Tumbalson talk to us about some of the activities you know used to mark the nurses week youth uh, branch alright thank you very much uh, our being here is part of the International Nurses Week celebration. We are here to sensitize the public on what we intend to do and what we do as nurses. However, the main events of the week starts on the 30th of November with an opening ceremony which is coming up at the Youth Catering Hall by 10 a.m. Uh, that will be covered by a um, series of lectures. Day two, which is on the 1st of December, 2022, will be a school outreach program where we intend to reach our young ones in their environment with health talks. Is it tertiary, secondary, primary? It's a secondary school. Secondary, okay. Yes. Uh, we intend to reach to them with messages on 
substance abuse, personal hygiene, oral hygiene, career talks, and then we'll use that opportunity to, opportunity to share some gifts to them, to assist them. These are hard times. Then that will be the major event of the week. Then there will be a novelty football match that is uh, that will hold by 3 p.m. of the same day between the National Association of Nigerian Nurses and Midwives, Youth Branch, and that of Plateau Specialist Hospital, all here in Jos. The novelty football match is going to hold at the Lamingo football field. Who and who? Is, are you playing doctors or...? No, we are playing nurses. Okay. Nam Youth Branch is playing... If you Nam had been playing doctors, I would have chat for nurses <laughs> instead of doctors. <laughs> um, it's going to be between the males of uh, Nam Youth Branch and that of Plateau State and the female too, Plateau State Specialist Hospital. The venue, as I said, is uh, the LEA Primary School Playground, Lamingo. Uh, that is for day two. Day number three is the dinner and award night. This is coming up uh, on the 2nd of December, 2022, at the LEA Events Center, Golan Base, Rayfield, Joss. It starts by 4 p.m. We'll use that occasion to honor our past leaders. And uh, as they say in the social cycle, we'll have some time to rest. Yeah, interesting. Mm -hmm. It's very important. With regards to the outreach, do you have any schools um, outlisted? Or it will be decided sometime in the coming days? Um. It's just a school that we've picked for this year. Okay. Uh, we've been celebrating Nurses Week in Jews for the past four years. The first one, we took the message to a community where we did a, a nurses outreach in Carbon. In 2020, because of uh, COVID, yeah. COVID, we had to celebrate with our patients on bed in Jews. 2021, we took the celebration to patients outside Jews where we celebrated with our patients in a Fed-based hospital in Joss. Uh, this year, we felt we should take the message to them out there, take the message to our young ones, let them see the importance of nursing as a profession, let them feel our impact. Of course. We want to catch them young. Very important. Let's open up the conversation in case you just tune in. We've been having a chat with uh, Comrade Sarah Penap because she's uh, she's a comrade. She's part of a union. And uh, Comrade Tumbalson Hosea Fangtu, uh, who is the secretary, NAM Youth Branch. NAM is National Association of Nigerian Nurses and Midwives. Prince Valentine Adesa, obviously, is here with us. You can join the conversation. We'd love to hear from you. 81 or you call 90 Before calling, turn down the volume of your radio or you turn it off completely and then you tell us the name and where you're calling from. Gilbert will give you social media. On Facebook at www.facebook.com forward slash JFM Live. And on Twitter, we are at JFM Joss. At JFM Joss. Let's take this first call. Hello and good Hello. evening. Hello, good evening. Thank you for calling. We're listening. Thank you very much. My name is Sadiq Kumar. I'm calling from TT and T Junction. We're listening. Yes, and thank you very much. I will comment again. They have spoken very, very well. Let me start with the nurses. Actually, when we look at our health sector entirely in Nigeria, they have been suffering. Not only the health sector, every aspect in this present administration is uh, uh, suffering, but let's uh, consider the health sector. You see, the health sector, the government is supposed to take care of the health sector because we have seen the danger they have been facing. And we have seen the alarm of something that is happening. Most of our doctors are going out of Nigeria. They are going to uh, European countries to find a better life. 
And health is wealth. Without health, people cannot live a, 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 a good life. Because we have seen the kind of small sickness you see a person will die. And without the kind of the people that will take care of the, of, of the sickness is what is to put into consideration. But we have to uh, call on the government to do the needful. And we are calling on the health sector also to consider as a, as a health person, you are serving the humanity. Because no matter how they pay you, they cannot pay you entirely. But you have to sacrifice for one or the other. But the government are the number one thing that they will uh, cater the care of this uh, health sector and give them their own uh, allowances are supposed to be. And lastly, I want to comment on the issue that is happening on the uh, PDP, especially this issue of G5 that we have talked about. You see, every political uh, party must have their issue on one or the other way. But this G5, as we have stated, is one of the problems of the PDP, and which if they have not declared that they have left PDP, they are still in the PDP. But they have their own uh, partner interests, which they are, uh, wanted the party to uh, do for them. But we are calling on them to consider anything that the party will do for them to obey the party is what will give us the leadership and how the party that is right. So especially we here as the leader of that uh, uh, function, we are calling him to consider and obey the rules and regulations of the party. And lastly, I want to call on the people. All this thing that is happening without the G7 or not G7, I'm, I'm giving you the assurance that PDP will win Nigeria 2023. Because PDP have everything that they have done to get the power. Because PDP have done it before. When we check out the, the, the credibility of their candidates, yeah, thank you. Thank you, thank you, Sadiq. Thank you. There's no thank you. that we are talking about. Thank you very much. God bless you. Thank PDP you. first over five. Thank, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Uh, that was Sadiq there. Well, 08121. Uh, eight seven 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 seven. Turn down the volume of your radio before calling. Hello, good evening. Thank you for calling. Hello, good evening, Mr. Fonsa. Yeah, thank you for calling. We're listening to you. Well, I want to commend people guys over there for a good work and for the enlightenment that you people have been enlightening us. Thank you. And good evening to the guests in the studio here. Uh, well, my take this evening is. Uh, uh, what is happening in PDP? I urge people to look into the case and see that what the 5G not are fighting for is the is the right thing. For Atiku to keep silent without him calling them in. Hello. For the Southern to produce the chairman, are you respect and then step down? But he just kept silent undermining these five governors, not knowing that the powers of these governors are high. If he doesn't take time, he might lose his election. It's better for him to call them and then settle with them. The reason with them, if it is for him to plead with them that they should please at least allow it, because in the first instance, they were the one, he was the one, are you, that said that he will resign if Northern marked as a presidential candidate, which now Northern has made. So what's still keeping him there in the office? Huh? Thank you. Thank you. That Thank you. Gilbert, uh, maybe you take uh, some uh, question, uh, comments. All right. Um, Howard Ibrahim says, Good evening, Mr. P&G. And the guests in the studio, may Allah bless you abundantly for educating us. Howard Ibrahim from Idris. Uh, okay. From Yandan Kelly. Thank you. May God bless you too. Mike Adams says, Femi Adeshina speaks from a point of a man who has eaten enough, and so nothing bothers him, but God is watching. Sunday, Moses AVAV is saying, Good evening, JFM. The consistent burning of INEC offices across the country calls for serious caution. INEC should be neutral in its report whenever any incident happens. They are Okay, there are reports of PVCs being burned in Ebony, but no reports of PVCs being burned in Oyo and Ogun. Any attempt by ANEC and the present government to rig 2023 election will be resisted by the people. That was longer. Yes, that was saying it's so unfortunate that our politicians are talking politics. Okay, taking politics as do or die affairs. All right. Um, Augustine Dabang is saying if not because of politics and those who are benefiting from the banditry. It wouldn't have gotten to this stage. Government knows everything. 
Moses Daniel is saying, it is so unfortunate that such calamities are happening and no proactive measures are being taken. Nen King is saying, it is very unfortunate that the present government doesn't have the capacity and temerity to solve the predicament of security in Nigeria. Let's trust God. Ice King James Jank Yarul Ngo is saying, even in my August in the building, nothing much. I pray for Nigerians, especially citizens. Let's work together and say no to tribalism, religion, etc. Nigeria will be great again. Hashtag amen. Albert Akaya Dagzas is saying, good evening, Mr. Ponsak, Gilbert, and the guests. It is wrong, the act of destruction of public facilities going on. This brings about a speedy retardation of our already dilapidated state of facilities. May God help us. Peter Agnes is saying, good evening, Mr. Ponsak and Gilbert. Let's be honest. It's very unfortunate that a lot of things are happening in our beautiful nation and nothing is being done about it. Our politicians don't value human beings' lives. Especially this administration, Stanley Essie, is saying about burning of INEC offices in Nigeria. We are obediently begging on INEC officials to make sure that no one is disenfranchised. Yala Chris says, let's continue to pray for our troops in the battlefields across the nation. We certainly will win this war against banditry and corruption. A new Nigeria is sure to emerge. Amen. Hapsin Manasseh says, Good evening, Mr. Ponsak and Gilbert. I'm very happy with the efforts that security operatives are putting in place to neutralize these bandits. I give kudos to them. But I still want them to do more. Godwin Sule says, Good evening, JFM, Mr. Ponsak, Gilbert, and the guests in the studio. My opinion is that no matter how these bandits are trying to work, uh, okay, how, no matter how the security agencies are trying to work, these bad acts in nation's Okay, okay. Uh, thank you, anyways. Thank you, anyways. All right, Ponsak. More phone calls, and then uh, we call you today. Hello, and good evening. Thank you for calling. Hello, Ponsak. Good evening. Thank you for calling. We're listening to you. Welcome. Oh, that's on the line. We're listening to you. Goodbye. Good evening, and the praise God. All of you people, I welcome you people. Good evening. Ponsak, as I made a statement, However, let me greet the comrade in the house, you know, in general. He said, who will I send? And who will he go? Look at what uh, uh, I think Shima is telling Nigerians. That we have been in difficulty before the trip. And nobody, no country, no government has ever saw this footage. Let this country be where I am there. Somebody came and said to me, for six months, they have cleared all the rubbish. And I will move it forward. Why are the people, that's why we need to do history in our curriculum in the secondary so that anybody that made a statement will remain for him. When the generation of born like they will still say one thing the other in this country. It's unfortunate. Government Nigeria, you know, government is about social responsibility. It's a contract. It's a social contract. That's going to have say Nigeria. Look at the young lady there, and I'm talking about it. Nothing. We hear the internet yesterday that about 4,000 people are living in this country. And they have been on that. Government doesn't care. So what's the need of bringing the government? We are talking about reserves and money. We feel like something billion. They have never paid us. We are protecting and reproducing. We are not their agreement between the African government. So, it has become so jeopardized, banana republic of a nation, that when you talk this, they talk this to Nothing is working. And when we talk, people say we are too pathological in talking. You know, pathology or pathology. We are saying what is it? Because one of these countries is unfortunately Mr. Ponsai. Thank you. Where who will it go for us? Where do we solve our problem? Thank you. Thank you, thank you very much. Well, on Twitter, Shwadviang is saying, you remember Peter Obi left PDP because of the shenanigans, you say, of uh, shenanigans there. Uh, and the same foul created by Tiku will cancel him too in 2023. What goes around always comes around. I will rather stay obedient, you say. Adele Agbabi Akai saying, this INEC offices should be secured with heavy security operatives without any show of mercy on intruders, for God's sake. That's what he said. Dimas is saying, the discovery of oil in the Northeast is a good development. I hope it will come fusion and otherwise the discovery will amount to... I really don't understand, but thank you anyway. 
Well, uh, please go ahead and give your last words. Uh, Mrs. Sarah Panap, uh, what will be your parting words to us, uh, especially as you mark the Nurses Week, Nam Juth Branch? Uh, because nurses are hardworking, that's why we live a healthier and happy life. Nurses provide expert care from birth to the end of life. When you invest in a nurse, you will secure a global health. Interesting, mm. uh, interesting. Uh, nurses take care of you from cradle to grave. Mm. Comrade Tolbatson, uh, Jose Afuang, too. Uh, what, uh, is the public, uh, is it open for the public? The dinner, I love to eat food, so should I come? Uh, I don't know if there's budget for me. Well, um, <laughs> everyone is welcome. It's uh, most especially the opening ceremony is open to the public. Because there will be lecture presentations, and uh, day two is also open to the public. Uh, come and watch good football <laughs> from nurses. I like the that. Ronaldos and Messi. Yeah, I like that. Uh, it's a World Cup now, so I mean, for me not to watch, he is not inviting. Come and watch my team play at the World Cup. He said, "Come and watch football." I like that, Comrade Tumbasan. Uh, I like that. I like that. Thank you very, <laughs> thank you very much uh, for coming, uh, Mrs. Sarah Penap and Comrade Tumbasan Hosea Fang too. The Chief Nursing Officer, Juth, uh, is a national associate, uh, secretary of the National Association of Nigerian Nurses and uh, Midwives. Prince Valentine, your final word. I know you are a comrade too, so I, I know <laughs> you. Well, Prince Valentine is a trained unionist. That's what people don't know about him. Well, uh, I want to wish uh, the nurses well. Really, I, I celebrate with them. Uh, they're, they're celebrating. And uh, like I said, I met your mama. Yeah, <laughs> I met your mama, my darling mama, and I was still <laughs> meeting them on Wednesday. Of course, you got the drug they gave me as finished. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, uh, I I know. Well, uh, so many temptations to say a lot of things this evening, Gilbert, but I resist. You have got to yes. No, I have. resist the temptation. You have what, to. Yeah, what's your final word? <laughs> I think first of all was out of the two. Yeah. Happy birthday to my friend, Priscilla Willie. I wish her the very best um, that God can offer. And to our listener, remember to vote right so as to keep what is left. Good evening. And happy birthday to my dear friend, Samuel Dapia Success, also known as Sam P. Today is his birthday. He has always said that he's going to invite me, you know, uh, for us to just... Uh, uh, fraternize, but I do not know when. Maybe today is the day of salvation. Who knows? Have a good one, Comrade Sampi. Thank you very much for coming. The news will come your way, top of the hour, 6 o'clock. My name is Ponsak Fan Abdul. Have a good evening. Bye now.